Hello. Let's test the microphones. Microphone checks. 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 Never really ate checks. I just ate Cheerios growing up. I never ate checks either. <laughs> no. What was your go-to cereal? Uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay, so it still we're is on the Cheerio camp. See, I've just kind of moved on to Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the taste you can see. And, yeah, and you know that's that's pretty much it. Also, a pretty good choice. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm weird though. People always look at me weird because I don't eat the milk in my cereal. Really? I just eat the cereal dry, and then I put the milk in a cup, and then I drink the milk separately. Is that weird? It's a little weird, but hey, yo, all the it's as long as it's milk with cereal. So that's it. It's fine. <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> week's episode of Gameware Express. My name is Adam Arinder and it is Friday, April the 7th, 2017. You're tuning into episode number 172. Vaughn Venters. What's up? How are you today, sir? Uh, been better. <laughs> me know. too. Yeah. Me too. But that's okay. Because me and you, buddy, we're here. We're going to do the show. We're going to talk a lot about Persona. So yeah. buckle up, motherfuckers, because it's Persona <laughs> time. We got Persona in the news. We got Persona and what we've been playing. And we've got Persona for this week's intro question. Yeah, back to the intro questions. <laughs> so for this week, I want to know, overall, it's an overall series, All right. <laughs> what is just like your favorite concept or favorite like part that's like a, a characteristic of the Persona games? I love the battle system. <laughs> yeah, I, that, I think that's one of the reasons I turned to it so hard, is I loved turn-based combat. Yeah. And it seems most JRPGs and RPGs in general are moving away from that. Yeah. And like, Persona's just like kind of just sticking with it, and they're adding on to it for every game. So. Exactly. And with that, with without it seeming like it's too much. Like, it's still basic combat, but like you said, the more they do to it, it makes it feel more rich, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Welcome to the show. Cause I agree. Yeah. I think mine is the um the uh what is it? What is it? <laughs> Sorry to brain fart there. Uh, the <laughs> the time management stuff I think is really an interesting concept. Like all the stuff you do from day to day. Exactly. So like where you're on a calendar, the days are passing by. You have to choose. Like, okay, do I want to go hang out with my buddy? Do I want to go climb the tower? Do I need to go do my job? Because all of those things boost a certain stat, and you only have X amount of time to do each thing. And yeah. I think it helps keep it fresh where you can't dawdle, you know? And you don't really see that in a lot of games, but in all the games you do see that stuff, like like Pikmin or Dead Rising. Like I don't know what it is about time management stuff, but it makes it like feel more tense and makes me like want to like really get it done. Yeah, or even like XCOM, you know, things like that. Wow, I like a lot of games with time management. <laughs> yeah. Time management is important in a lot of games now. So I guess like it puts an extra an extra spring in your step to keep you on your toes. Yeah, and I can I can definitely appreciate that. Um, also a good answer. Yeah, Neil is working a double today, both at Gameware and at his restaurant. Steven's still out of town, so me and Yvonne. Hey yo, we got it. You ready? You Two ready? man show. Let's do it. You ready to talk about some Persona Five? Yes. Man, I this feel, game. I, I feel like we've made the most progress out of everyone, anyway. So I, I agree. I've been out of town this week, like the whole week for work. So I just got back home and I just opened my collector's edition that I got. So I haven't had a chance to play much more. But we are ahead of all these other clowns, <laughs> and you're probably way ahead of me at this point. Um, obviously, one of the biggest parts of a Persona game is the story. And we're still going to keep that spoiler-free, at least you know for now, because it's only been out for three days, technically. Yeah. Um, so what do you think so far, speaking vaguely, on this story? I love it. Yeah. Like, it's it's full of mystery, and I have no idea what's going to happen next. Ex exactly. Like, any, like at all. <laughs> it's like, watching the stories evolve from 3 to 4 to this one, it seems like they took a lot of the aspects from both story and gameplay from 3 and 4, and took the best and included it into this one. And, like, the story is, from what I've gotten to, I'm about 17 hours in, 
it's like pretty fucked yeah it's like it's, it's dark but not in like when three was just like uh demons are gonna come destroy our entire world unless we do something because we're like the secret student organization uh yeah. it's more like pressing real world issues that could happen at any high school on any day and you have to deal with it yeah some some actual real world shit. Yeah. While there's this overarching like mystery thing kind of going on too, which I kind of forgot about until right now. Uh, <laughs> because I'm just so, so ow, I kicked the table. <laughs> I've been focusing so hard uh, on that like first dungeon and post first dungeon and what's going on, you know, with that situation. Yeah. So you know, the uh, moving on to the battle system. Because you said that's your favorite part of most Persona games. Uh, this one brought back. Uh, an old feature that I don't think has ever been in a Persona game from the old Shin Megami Tensei games where you mm. like chat with the demons and get them to join your team. I think that was a feature that was in Persona 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You could actually like talk to the uh, the shadows. Yeah, because I've only played 3 and 4 and, it's, it's and now all, 5. It's all like a little bit like uh, of a different like variety of sort of speak because like you can only like really talk to them after you like knock them down. <laughs> right. That see that was the big thing um in Persona it, if you find an enemy's weakness they go down and then you get another attack. And then same with you. And before in the old games, well I say old games, 3 and 4, the ones I have, you know, yeah. knowledge of, you if you knock them down, you can do a special all out attack which does a lot of damage and usually kills them. But now you can like do a hold up where you like run up to him, like point your gun at him, and you like you can demand some things, like yeah. give me your money <laughs> or join my team. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's like actual like I I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> it's like you're actually mugging the the shadow. <laughs> and it, and it, it, it's it's pretty funny because you know just because you want them to join your team doesn't necessarily mean they will because you right. have to go like back and forth in conversation a little bit and if you don't i guess tell them what they want to hear they're gonna be like nope and then you have to go back to battling again so it's not always a surefire thing and even times in like tough battles where i finally got like the enemy down i'll just do the all-out attack i don't want to risk like having to get him let him get back up and kill me again you know well if you do the all-out attack like you get like much more experience out of the deal so. right like it's just how 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 you want to handle your resources at that time. Like, do you want more experience, or do you want more money, or do you want a special item that they could drop? Are the items any good? Cause I don't think I've ever demanded an item. It depends on the enemy. Well, the one time I demanded an item, they just joined my team, and I was like, <laughs> I don't need you again, Pixie. Yeah, go so, away. <laughs> sometimes they'll just like do. Sometimes they'll do different things than what, from what you want to do. But like, uh, I demanded to one particular shadow that kept giving me like this one item that. Uh, Raises the defense of my entire party. That seems like a good item. Yeah, <laughs> it is a good item. And sometimes they'll give you like a really dumb item that only heals like 20 HP or stuff like that. It depends on the that's enemy. That's something I don't need. Um, yes, yeah, so that's really neat. Also, every character now has a melee weapon and a ranged weapon. Yeah, before which is, that's the past a new games, thing. It was one character had one or the other. So if it was piercing damage, you had to get that piercing character. Yeah. Whereas now they all kind of have that, which is interesting because i don't know i don't use the guns all that much do you uh it depends on like if if i'm looking for weaknesses or not well yeah but i just feel like it's just like another spell i don't feel like it's really doing a whole lot for me yeah because you have limited rounds with your ranged weapon mm -hmm. but it, it can be very helpful especially if you're looking to like knock down a lot of enemies and the damage does stack like if you shoot like first time it'll do 12 then it'll do 24 then 36 yeah and, and it kind of stacks up which is i don't know i think that's pretty pretty cool yeah it's uh, definitely nice. Yeah. And then... There's new types of attacks, too, now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have, like... You, you have, like, your wind and fire, ice, electric, like, spells sort of thing. You got, like, your light and your dark attacks, mm -hmm. I guess. Which is now, like, curse and whatnot. But they added more stuff. You have, like, psychic attacks and nuclear attacks and Ooh, stuff. And I, I haven't like, gotten that far yet. Like, that's, there's even, like, some other stuff that, like, on there that I still don't even know, like, what types they are. Yeah, because I haven't you introduced can, them yet. You can scan your enemy and it'll tell you, like, if you found its weakness before. Yeah. Or you can just press R1 now. That's kind of new. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of easy because I know, like, the, I don't know, the lady in the red dress in the first dungeon, she's weak to fire? Yeah. Fire, yeah. So it's just like, I know that now. And so if it's a switch to it, you can just pull R1 and it'll automatically bring up your fire spell if you have one. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, 
man, there's like I'm, I'm like really scatterbrained right now because I've been sick for the past two days. That's right. But I, I also like want to talk about all these different things. I'm trying to decide what's too spoiler heavy and what we can actually discuss here. Yeah, you got me for help. <laughs> That's no, what I'm here. No, for. it's cool. It's kind of jump around a lot. Uh, Igor's voice is terrible. Ah, uh, yes, it is. Oh, I hate it. That's like the one complaint I have about this game. <laughs> uh, why, I don't know why, why is it different? It's just different voice actor. I think like the original voice, or not the, I guess not the original, but like the voice actor that they had for three and four. I think he ended up dying or something. Oh, okay. Well, then I take that back a little bit because that would make sense. Yeah, because like they had like a big like different like voice change like in the middle of like Persona Four Arena Ultimax, where like oh. that was that was where it started. Like he was. He was definitely not as deep voiced as he is in this game, but it was definitely noticeable that it was a. Was there a story reason for that? No. Okay. Okay, I guess it makes a little more sense because it is drastically different. If you play three and four or watch the anime, that's all the same. Um, What was the Velvet Room in three? Uh, It was an elevator. Okay, and in four it was the limo. Yeah. And now it's a prison. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> with the little and, it, and you always have his little like lady guards in blue and now they're like little children like yelling at you yeah which not is not a fan of those guys either <laughs> yeah um I'm trying to think okay help me out vaughn so what what are, what are you thinking about now i don't know just give me talking points i'm really struggling well uh i, I guess like to, doing a little bit of a tiny little backtrack to the battle system uh the the, normally, you, when you have a light or a dark spell, it's normally like insta kill. Right. But now they have regular spells that just do damage. Instead. That's good. Because <laughs> that was really frustrating, especially in the end of Persona 3, because you could be towards the end of that game or in that final boss fight, and they just cast death, and then you're dead. Well, I mean, they still have the insta kill spells, but oh, but in, in addition, they they have like those types of elements that just do damage now. It's really it was really frustrating about that because in persona any of your party members can die except for you because if you die it's game over yep (laughs) so it's just kind of like a a luck of the luck of the dice if that death spell would hit and then who it would hit you know because it wasn't 100 percent effective yeah so it was just like if it aimed for me like please don't hit or just hit anyone else who cares i have so many healing items that it's fine but you know why did it have to hit me specifically and that would always get super frustrating. I was hoping they kind of toned that down, but I guess maybe not. But that's kind of, I guess, part of the Persona game. Yeah, you it's, just got to deal with difficult. Yeah, you just got to deal with that. <laughs> uh, this is the first Persona I've played where the game actually takes place in a big city. It was taking place in Tokyo. Yeah. And the train system is very difficult to navigate. I, mean, I don't know if you had these problems. I think three kind of took place in a big city too, right? I thought it took place in more of a small town. Man, I, I'm that, that, that was that was four. That was four. Four was in like Inaba. It was like nobody's yeah. even heard of this place. But like three was just like you're in a city. Three I, I played like five years ago for the first time, and I'm really struggling to remember it. But yeah, your character has to move to Tokyo because of something that happened that yeah. you know maybe that was I don't know what happened there. So I was living in the attic of a coffee shop yep. under the supervision of this asshole. And nobody likes you at first. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you have this like reputation because you got arrested and had yep. to move to Tokyo. Get that criminal record, bro. Yeah. Um. And then your your typical you go to school. You know something weird happens. You have to go to this demon world to fight shadows. Yep. And you make your friends. Um, I actually really like the characters in this game. Yeah, I feel like because in th- in three everyone was like super serious and super like we got to do this, and in four everyone was a little too wacky. Like they were fun <laughs> anime characters and they were cool, and I liked them. I think that was just more so the settings of the games that they were in, because like Persona Three was supposed to be like this super dark and edgy emo right. like setting, and like. Persona 4 is just like, well, we're this small town, but we like to do like all this crazy stuff anyway. And everybody's getting <laughs> murdered, and we're falling into TVs, but it's fine. <laughs> Let's do some kung fu. This, uh, I feel like this one's kind of like a happy medium. Exactly. That, that, that's kind of been my big thing with this. Is like the characters are like bright and colorful, and like they're really interesting. But it is like this like really dark story, and I really appreciate how the way you get your personas in this one isn't the same repetitive nonsense as it was in 4. Yeah. Because in like, 4, it was like, you get your new party member, you go into their dungeon, you get to the end, they're like, 
I'm Shadow You, and you're like, you're not me! And they're like, don't say that! And like, you're not me, boss fight! Like, every time it did that. Um, and in this one, at least, they kind of mixed it up a little bit. And I've only completed the first dungeon in 5, but I really like the way the dungeons laid out and how the evolution from 3 to 4 was huge in dungeons, and 3 just climbed Tartarus and everything was the same. Yeah. And in 4, at least they were specific to each, like, inner demon that the your character was kind of going through or their secret or you know whatever yeah and then in this one it's based off the bad guys like like desires like how they see themselves or how their projection of themselves are which is kind of kind of a neat way to do it i'll definitely say i really really like what they're doing with the dungeons in this game like, yeah these are the, these are like some of the best dungeons i've seen in rpgs like yeah i'm gonna say not only just like concept like that but also like the design and when you traverse them and stuff yeah because <laughs> another big thing about you know, with Persona, which they toned down from 3, which I keep forgetting, like, I keep doing this, is where, like, you know, in 3, if you stayed in Tartars too long, your people became tired, and you couldn't go back in for a while. Right. Whereas in this one, you just kind of run down on your uh, SP, and then you just have to leave right. whenever, you, whenever you run out really SP, because towards the end of that first dungeon, there were some enemies, like, if I didn't down them, like, find their weakness and down them, I was just fucked. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Um, and when my guy is the only guy that can cast ice and I run out of SP and those fucking horse guys keep destroying me, <laughs> it's time to go. I'll definitely say like, you definitely feel like that sort of like battle system difficulty whenever you get ambushed in this game too. Yeah. Getting ambushed is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> exactly. And the thing in both, yeah, they both had it. And three and four in this one, when you're walking in the dungeon, you see the enemies walking around too, and you have to run up and like hit X and hit them to start the attack. Yeah. And if you hit them from the back, you get an ambush. Or if you get spotted, because this one has this weird like stealth mechanic, because you're supposed to be phantoms, phantom yeah. thieves. Mm -hmm. um, so if they if they spot you and run to hit you, yeah, they surround you. They get first attack, and you're basically fucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you like like the stealth stuff? Do you think that works very well, or do you think it's just kind of like another like eh? I don't. They had to do something to mix it up, but... I actually like it a lot. I feel like it, it keeps me super engaged when I'm, like, going through the dungeon. I have to, like, pay attention or else I'm going to, like, die, like, immediately to right. an ambush or something like that. And it, it definitely keeps me from getting bored because, like, def I will definitely say a lot during Persona 3 and even, like, somewhat during Persona 4, like... As long as, like, the longer a dungeon, like, just went along, the more bored I got. That's true. <laughs> At least this one, you're like, alright, there's spawning to hide behind because there's three dudes right there yeah it's like it definitely keeps me engaged like i just wanted to like try and like get to like the deepest part of the dungeon that i possibly can like possibly even like just finish it all in like one night if that's possible see the way i've that been going through it right difficult. now i'm already like uh three and a half dungeons in <laughs> jesus like, christ Vaughn. only because like once i start a dungeon i don't want to put it down until i finish it it's that engaging well i agree but yeah. like you run out of magic well yeah. now, now well now i have an item that can deal with that i'm sure i can find more later on i just it, like of course like dungeons are spread about like multiple days so like if you run out of sp you could just like quit the dungeon for a day and then come back in well exactly but yeah, I don't see, because I was talking with Renee about it uh, not too long ago, and she was thinking she could plow through that first dungeon in one night, and it's just like, nope. I, it, took, it took me like seven nights to do the first dungeon. I think it took me like three, well, no, I no four, because I remember I took that extra night to uh, go back and get all the rest of the treasure chests. Yeah, well I say seven, I mean, I didn't go every day, like... I went to the batting cages, and I went to whatever. No, I went and hung out with Ryuji some, because he wants to jog or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just going through it, like I said, mainly my dude was the only one that could kill those horse guys, because I had ice. And once I ran out of mana, I was fucked. Right. So I had to leave, which is really kind of annoying. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah, that's just how it is in Persona games. Like, you just... it's The, the items that you're looking for for SP are, like, super rare. Yeah. Well, you can brew coffee. Yeah, but the, that's not much. Luckily, that is a thing. But that's a time consumer. You know, that, that's that's your evening. It is a time consumer. You know, I look for like those small little like SP like soda cans out of the vending machine. Oh yeah, those stack up, man. Those do stack up. Those, <laughs> those do stack up. The uh, one thing I liked about three, and I think they did it in four, is like once you were two. Well, maybe you can't do it in this one because well. I'll let them get to that. But if you get too overpowered, the shadows will run away from you. 
Mm -hmm. Is that still a thing? If you had that happen yet, uh, I have not actually. Okay, <laughs> gotta get a little more leveled up. That was just my, that was one of my favorite things when I started playing three for the first time. It's like, wait, they're scared of me because I'm way more high level than them. <laughs> so I always thought that was kind of a neat little concept there. Uh, I don't know, man. This game is really great. Like, I was yeah. really sad being out of town this entire week for work and. I didn't bring my PlayStation with me, oh, and I should really? have. That was Next mistake. week, I am. I'm like, well, you know, I, I, that's a lot to cart, and I'm gonna be in New Orleans, so I'm sure I'll be doing other things. I'll play Zelda, and I played like an hour of Zelda, and was like, this isn't Persona. <laughs> I don't want to do this. I mean, Zelda is good, but right. it, definitely Persona. Persona is Persona, definitely more my speed. Uh, but next week, I do plan on bringing my playstation Definitely. and getting more into it god i want to discuss so many spoiler stuff we can just do that after the show pretty much yeah because <laughs> uh, i don't want to spoil the story yet for our listeners who haven't played it check, check back with us in a couple more weeks yeah i've been trying to get like a lot of people to get on this because i was late to the three and four hype like i didn't play three until i don't know like 2010 and, yeah. and then i didn't play four until it came out on vita as golden so i think it was 2012 yeah. So this is like my first Persona launch, and God, it is just so good. Like, it it looks great. Like, it oozes style from from every little thing. Like the menus, when you finish a battle and it's like the XP screen, when you do an all-out attack and you kill them, yeah. and whoever did it does that little pose. Like, God, everything about this game is great, except... I hate the way the main character walks with his hands in his pockets, all kind of slouched. <laughs> when he runs, I mean, it's, when he runs, it's fine. But I hate the way he just like slouches around and walks. I mean, that's what the P3 protagonist did too. And I didn't like that one either. <laughs> uh, what did you name your little clan? Did you do, name them anything? Oh yeah, I named them the mages. Okay. <laughs> I sat and I thought about that for like 15 minutes. And I kept coming up with stuff, and then it's like, oh, I only have 12 characters. That doesn't fit. So I just stuck with the default. But Gotcha. Yeah. I was trying to trying to be really, you know, creative, and nothing came to me. I was like, I just want to play this goddamn game. I don't want to sit here and think about think about this anymore. Yeah, if all those fails, just go with the defaults. The defaults are good. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I went with there. So uh, if you like Pokemon, if you like Final Fantasy... Or if you like anime, I truly <laughs> or, recommend. I or truly any recommend combination this game. of those three. Yeah, about to say if you like two out of those three things, definitely check out Persona Five. Like for you, real, or even if you don't like any of those things, or still yeah, check it out if anyway. You, if you like, if you like JRPGs at all, you should definitely play this. Like three and four were some of the greatest JRPGs of all time. I think that's safe to say. Oh yeah, definitely safe to say. Um, and like, like I said, I'm just too scatterbrained, and I want to talk about everything. This game is so great. And I wish I was playing it right now instead of talking to you. I'm just kidding. Well, I, love <laughs> well, I mean, we could geek out about it. So yeah, no. Um, have you had a chance to really play anything else this week, or nope. are you just trying to stick with Persona? Okay, literally just Persona how how long how, how how much have you played? Oh man, I'm at the fourth palace dungeon right now. And oh, I mean, time wise. Uh, I guess like in game, I think I'm at the beginning of August. Okay. <laughs> But uh, t like like hours, hours like of hours. like real time. I would say somewhere between forty to fifty hours. Jesus Christ, fun! Like uh, I'm losing sleep over this game. Like like my work is suffering. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably another reason why I decided to keep my PS4 at home this week. Uh, because this week's for work with me is a little more intense than next week will be. And like all weekend and before I left, that I mean. It's been a while since I've just sat on the couch and for four hours and played a game. Yeah. Like, you know, just like, and haven't, haven't gotten up. So that's a good, that's a good sign. If uh, you were, so you got, you said you got to August. Yeah. Uh, that brings us into news. <laughs> because if you were streaming this game, you couldn't be streaming where you were at right now. Yeah, because I think like it's supposed, you can't stream past like July 7th or something Yeah, like so that. that's, so Atlas came out and said, you cannot stream our game. Basically, I guess they're trying to keep spoilerage to a minimum. You know, that's what they say, and that's fine. But like, if I want to ruin how the game ends, I can just say it to you right now. And I don't think a Twitch channel is going to, you know, ruin that more than anything else. 
I don't know. Like, I imagine people are still posting videos or, and stuff, right? Well, no, because that'll apparently get taken down, taken down too. Jeez, like, what? How long is this gonna last for? <laughs> um, I'm honestly not sure because I have their like web blog pulled up about that, and it doesn't really say anything about we're only gonna do this for a little bit. It sounds like it's pretty much forever. That's weird and not good. <laughs> like, Atlas USA put a thing out. I mean, this is like a very Japanese thing. I know Atlas is a Japanese company, and they kind of even throw that out there in this blog post because they're talking about, you know, hey, the game's finally out. I know we originally said winter 2014. Sorry about that. And uh, then they kind of talk about, you know, sharing about the game, talking about the game. And then they talk about streaming content at the bottom, and then it says, This being a Japanese title with a single playthrough story means our masters in Japan are very wary about it. Sharing, sharing is currently blocked through the native PS4 UI, which is true, because as soon as like you start the game, it says you've entered a block scene, and it won't, you can't record anymore or share. Wow. <laughs> and I thought that was just because it's like the first cutscene, but it never, came, it never turned off. And then... And this is, however, if you do plan on streaming, video guidelines above apply except length. It says if you decide to stream past 7-7, which is in-game, I highly recommend not doing this. You have been warned. And that's in all caps. Jeez. Uh, you do so like, at just... the risk of being issued a content ID claim or worse, a channel strike or account suspension. Wow. Why, I wonder, why is it so serious? It, it, to me, that's a spoiler in of itself because then you're telling me that date something happens. Don't tell me. Don't tell me anything. I, I won't you know. say anything. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess if you want to read, over, I can go also go over this. Uh, please limit video content through the in-game date of 7-7. Uh, you can post however many additional videos you'd like, but please limit them to be at most 90 minutes long. No major story spoilers, and I'll leave that up to your judgment. If you need some guidelines, avoid showing slash spoiling the ending segments of, segments of the first three palaces while you can show initial interactions with Yasuke. I don't know who that is. I haven't gotten that far yet. Okay, this is like spoiling things in here. I didn't even read all this. I'm going to stop reading this now. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I don't want to know. So, I don't know. That's just really weird. Like, them being super specific about that stuff is almost sh shining more light on it than if you just let someone stream through the game. You know? It's like, if you're stupid enough to watch a, a, like, a, like they said, a, a single playthrough story experience game on Twitch, like, you're going to get spoilers. You should know that. There should be no complaining. Exactly. It's, and it's not like, I'm watching a youtube video and oh i accidentally clicked on the final boss fight and now i just watched the whole hour 90 30 minute long video it just seems really dumb it seems really like old and it seems kind of unnecessary yeah i agree uh, i don't really agree with this all this is going to do is get people banned and i i don't i don't get it i really don't it doesn't make any sense. Like I said, I've learned more about spoilers reading that blog post than I have about anything else in the game <laughs> so far. It's like all you have to do is just not watch a video or a stream. That's all you have to do. Exactly. <clears throat> and then, like, you know, Steven posted something in the GameWare group about, like, be careful tweeting about Persona because there are bots, like, searching for the term Persona and then just auto-replying with spoilers. And I was like, well, that's really shitty. <laughs> like, I don't understand why people are so terrible. I don't know, man. So probably when I put this up on Facebook, I'm not going to mention we're talking about Persona. I'm just be like, we're talking about a really great game, guys. Sounds good. Because yeah. I do not want to fuck with that <laughs> at all. <laughs> Period. End of story. Uh, that being said, you should go out and buy Persona and play. It's fantastic. You should. Uh, you know what I learned earlier this week, Vaughn? What? That uh, not only does LSU have a Heroes of the Storm team, they are in the Final Four. Of the Heroes of the Dorm competition currently going on. And I think their next match is tomorrow, Saturday. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, so obviously LSU is our hometown team here in Baton Rouge. And I, the past two years, I would, I would kind of follow the Heroes of the Dorm competition a little bit. The collegiate Heroes of the Storm competition. Heroes of the Dorm. Get it? <laughs> yeah. It's like the name of the game, but it's a dorm. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> So I haven't really followed it or watched much this year, mainly because they've been primarily streaming it on Facebook. Interesting. And, I mean, I, I'm sure I can find a Twitch stream, but I haven't really cared to look. Uh, but then I learned that LSU's in the Heroic Four, they call it. <laughs> and I thought that was really cool. I was trying to tell my dad about it, who couldn't give a shit about, like, anything video games anymore. 
He likes LSU, though. Exactly. Because <laughs> I was like, Dad, you'll sit there and watch. I, I walked in on him watching, like, softball. Like, LSU softball one day. He's like, well, it's LSU. I'll watch it. So I was like, oh, so you're going you're gonna to come watch this with me? It's LSU. And he's kind of like, eh, I I was like, this is probably more exciting than, like, softball. <laughs> no offense, softball players. Um, so, I mean, that's really cool. Got to root for the hometown team. Hopefully they do well. Typically, the uh, the finals of Heroes of the Dorm uh, get shown on ESPN2 okay. on some Sunday night. So that would be really neat if LSU was in that. That's cool. But we have to get past Kentucky. Mm. All right. Hopefully All right. they're uh, worse at Heroes of the Storm there in basketball. Because they're pretty good in basketball. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. Uh, we have a release date for Agents of Mayhem, that weird, like, Saints Row spinoff game hmm. thing all that's right, well, not really, whatever. When is it? August 15th, right, which I think right. is a, I think is a good release date for that, because it's kind of that weird, like, off time of release dates, like, right before Madden, and this kind of strange spinoff-y type, let's blow shit up and be Saints Row 5 without being Saints Row 5 game, uh, I think could do pretty well there. I'm excited to learn more about it. I'm sure we'll see more, you know, at E3. Right. And uh, speaking of E3, we got some more E3 hype news. Get that train rolling. Train is (laughs) leaving the station because uh, Bethesda... Announced for the third year in a row, they're going to have a press conference Sunday night at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Okay. Throwing a little bit of shade at Microsoft in their announcement. Because, <laughs> you know, Microsoft moved their press conference to Sunday at 2 p.m. I mean, I think at this point everyone's just trying to throw shade at Microsoft or something. <laughs> uh, Bethesda tweeted out, Sunday before E3 is getting busy. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Bethesda E3 showcase will be Sunday. Uh, PM details soon. So, I mean, no surprise there. We kind of figured it was coming again. They've had it the past two years. It's been pretty good. Hopefully, we can get in this year. Uh, but yeah, That'd I think nice. it's gonna. Uh, I think it's gonna be really good. You know, praise coming out shortly before that. They're sure they have maybe some Doom announcements or I guess Wolfenstein. It's been a while since we had. Uh, what was it Old Blood? Yeah, and. They kind of had that teaser last year where they had like all of the release dates from all the id games, and then it was like question marks next to the new Wolfenstein game. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Um, they usually put on a, a pretty good show. Let's see. Batman Arkham VR has a release date on PC, which is going to be for Vive and Oculus. Okay. April 25th, so that's pretty close. I know they had about a three- or four-month exclusive on PlayStation. I guess it was closer to six months. Um, but I'm excited to check that out because that's like the one PSVR game I really wanted to try, even though it wasn't very good. All also, right. the the Until Dawn game, yeah, seems <laughs> kind of fun. Let's see, got another video game movie coming. You excited for video game movies? Which one's this one? <laughs> um, We Happy Few is getting a movie. I've never even heard of that. So it's a game that's not out. It's out on early access on Steam. I played it at E3 last year. It, you didn't see that trailer where it's like the people working in the office and they're all like all happy. And then instead of like hitting a pinata, they're like beating a dead rat and eating it because they're on like these weird pills. No. That's making them see the world as like bright and happy, but it's kind of like run down and shitty. No. <laughs> okay. Well, the trailer was way more exciting than the gameplay. <laughs> uh, and they're making a movie about this. Interesting. <laughs> um, so add to the slates of video game upcoming movies i'm just gonna shrug (laughs) i don't i don't really know i mean obviously they're trying to get in on something and make something stick but i mean this game's not even out yet you know yeah at least with like all the other games or all the other movies that are based off games like those games are out (laughs) still looking forward to the five nights at freddy's movie god damn it it's it's the same studio that's doing the sleeping dogs movie we talked about a few weeks ago on okay. this favorite show. Sweet. And the same company that produces Pitch Perfect, filmed down here in Baton Rouge. One of my old classmates is in that movie. Gotcha. So, there you go. Do you like Pitch Perfect and Sleepy Dogs? Oh, also the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yep. <laughs> it's all it's all being done by Gold Circle Entertainment. I think we're still going to have a uh, Mega Man movie as well. 
Really? Yeah. Is it going to be bad box art Mega Man? I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Okay. You like Zelda Vaughn? I do. Okay. Um, Eiji Anuma, who's the producer of Zelda, mm-hmm. kind of made it, you know. In an official Nintendo Magazine interview, he says that he can't see Zelda returning to... No, hold on, I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead of myself. No. He came out and said that uh, open world format will be a standard for Zelda from now on. All right. That sounds pretty good. Does, uh, uh, that, a fan that, of that? Was, that was something I wanted, like, especially uh, coming out of like playing Breath of the Wild. I was like, this open world formula is actually really cool. So I think for the next games, they should keep it and try to improve upon it. How would you see them improving upon it? Well, I guess like try and get a little bit more of the uh, the classic items to have a like return and like have a place like somewhere in that. Maybe even like have them as like permanent items from the start, kind of like what they did with the spells in Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess have like a have more difficulty levels because like a lot of people I I've heard are struggling because all the enemies do too many hearts worth of damage. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> So maybe like include like an easy mode or something. Uh, improve upon the cooking. Like have like a recipe book or something. Right. That way you don't actually have to like you know scrabble through like your menus trying to look for particular items that you can like mix and then all this other stuff. I feel like half the magic and like half the wonderment of this one being an open world is because it's really never been done before. Do yeah. you think? That, I mean, do you think it would still be that, like that magical and that kind of like sense of awe and and wonder if they do it again? Yeah. Okay. Especially if they like include like uh all the stuff that I'm mentioning and like bring back a little bit more of like the uh the classic formula too. Mm-hmm. Like bring back uh bring back the magic meter. I think that would be nice. Okay. So you have like MP Oh yeah, I guess you had that in Ocarina of Time, right? I played yeah. that one. And like pretty much every other Zelda <laughs> except mm-hmm. for like the very first two on NES, like all of them have had like some form of magic meter so you can use like your spells and whatnot. So that came from a, a Famitsu article uh Famitsu interview with uh anuma but let's take it let's take a little little trip back a little trip down back down memory lane uh way back when in a nintendo magazine interview um legend of zelda producer eg anuma has told official nintendo magazine that he can't see nintendo returning to standard button controls in future legend of zelda games legend of zelda skyward sword is compatible with wii motion plus and although anuma thought about scrapping the motion controls during development he now concedes that it would be hard to go back to the button controls as used in games such as Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time. Asked if future Zelda games will use the motion plus control method, Anuma said, quote, I honestly think we cannot go back to button controls now, so I think these controls will be used in future Zelda titles too. I mean, I thought the normal button controls on the Pro Controller were fine for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, right now he's saying that he's the next game. Like, all Zelda in the future is going to be open world. And, what, ten years ago he said, or five years ago, all future Zelda games will not use traditional button mapping. Mm. <laughs> Do you see what we did there? Yeah. Because they don't trust E.G. Anuma when he says stuff after Zelda launch because <laughs> he wants to pimp his new Zelda game. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Well, we'll see where it goes for the next game. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I I like the open world from what I played. Uh, I don't know. Part of me, I'm staying hard. It's harder for me to stay motivated to play this because I just kind of feel like I'm wandering with no purpose, and yeah. that's why I don't play games like Minecraft and stuff. And I wish there's a <laughs> little more direction. Um, like maybe keep the bigger open path, like bigger open world, but give me more of a path to walk. Right. Like some like give it like some kind of like happy medium between like what yeah. we've had before, like something between the classic formula and what we have now. Right. So I mean, obviously, you know, back then they wanted to pimp out Skyward Sword's hot shit, and they had the Wii, and they wanted the Motion Plus, and whatever, whatever, and that's fine. Uh, but just take anything Anuma says with a grain of salt. Is what we learned pretty much yeah. in this in this little <clears throat> little thing. But you know, that's like half of Nintendo's developers. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Obviously, they're really excited about, you know, what they just put out. Yeah. And they want to make it seem like this is the greatest thing ever. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think I think we have a better shot of seeing more open world Zelda games than more motion control Zelda right. games. <laughs> we're going to we're going to stick with the uh, the conventional <laughs> buttons, I think, Mr. Anuma. Uh, do you like Spider-Man, Vaughn? I do. I like Spider-Man. Spider-Man's great. So they're making that Spider-Man game on PS4, and they haven't really come out and said 
when it's coming out. Some people are speculating this year. A lot of people are leaning more next year, although they do have Spider-Man Homecoming coming out this year. So it's like, let's put it up with the, with the movie, right? I'm super looking forward to that movie. But the Rocksteady showed that with Batman, you can release a game outside of a movie and be fine. So that's why we're kind of up in the air when this is coming out. Uh, I thought about putting this in the Ruma has it section, but I'm kind of put it here in news. There's a live stream that was going on, and um, Ryan Pentagos, the vice president and executive editor of Marvel Digital Media, uh, came out and confirmed that Spider-Man would be coming to PS4 later this year along with the other couple of Marvel games. Okay. Uh, he says, quote, there's even more on the horizon for 2017, like Spider-Man coming to PlayStation 4, and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite coming to Xbox One, PS4, and Windows PC. So while this game hasn't been officially announced yet for this year, uh, maybe we just got a little bit of a scoop from this uh, Marvel executive. I can see it happening. It's like, it, it, I think this is the year for Marvel to capitalize on their games again. Yeah, and they're kind of putting everything, or Disney, I guess, is putting their franchises out for other developers to make instead of making it themselves, and I could be down for that. Uh, hopefully they do it better than when they were going bankrupt in the late 90s and gave up all their franchises for other people to make movies yeah. instead of themselves. <laughs> and those are bad, and now they're finally making their own movies, and they're great, but you know they still don't have the X-Men, they still don't have Fantastic Four. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to play Spider-Man this year. Um, there's an update. Insomniac Games has come out and said that there is no estimated time frame for the game's release despite Marvel saying so. Uh, so I don't know if he was just you know, confused or, or if they're jumping the gun. Again, I'm sure we'll see some type of announcement uh, at E3, hopefully, because that's where it was unveiled last year, and we just kind of saw Spider-Man swinging through the city and everything. But mm -hmm. I would love to play this game this year, and that'll just help stack 2017, uh, 2017's lineup a little more. And I will take it. You know, I'll take it. Gotcha. Speaking of Marvel, uh, Marvel Heroes is coming to PlayStation 4 as Marvel Heroes Omega this spring. Okay, this sounds pretty good. Are you familiar with the Marvel Heroes one? Uh, I like one of the titles. <laughs> not really anything else, though. There, it's only one game. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's not like Ultimate Alliance. Oh, okay. Well, it's then, well, then I, I heard of the one game. <laughs> it's a computer game. Yeah, they, they I didn't play it, though. They redid it and made it, called it like Marvel Heroes 2016, but it's still like the same game. And it's free to play, and they'll like charge you for everything, which is kind of down like a downer, because I thought about checking it out once because I really missed out on Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and this was before they you know did the remastered version that I'm playing through right now, and it was like okay, you can choose one of these five kind of subpar heroes to start with, and then you'll get random drops to maybe get new characters or get new costumes or anything like that, or you can just give us twenty dollars for Spider-Man. How about that? And then I was like. No. <laughs> so, because I only want to really play Spider-Man, and I don't want to give you $20 to do so. Gotcha. It's kind of like a, a... I mean, it kind of plays similar to Marvel Ultimate Alliance from what I've seen. Uh, like a, like you know, Dungeon Crawler, Diablo kind of deal, but you can play with your buddies. So it's kind of this weird MMO, RPG, Dungeon Crawler crossover deal. However they explained it, I'm not sure. Uh, hope I wish, and I'm sure it won't, I'm sure it'll still come out on PS4 free to play and they'll still nickel and dime you uh but i was hoping like maybe they'll release some type of 60 dollars version that'll include a lot of the stuff you know specifically for console since i don't know i feel like the the console like ecosystem is a little different than pc i know there are some successful free-to-play games on on console but not as many yeah and you know to make it stand out i wish this would maybe do something different but it's not Eh, worst comes to worst, you could just PC master race it. Well, no, I mean, more of my friend. If I were to play this, more of my friends have consoles, and I'd be more likely to play with someone there. True. I guess it's a free to play. We can all be Hawkeye and run around for like a day and, and <laughs> have fun with it. Um, and that's coming. It's spring, I believe they said. Ooh, there's an FAQ. Do you want to read the FAQ, Vaughn? Sure. Let's see what we got here. Um, this is specifically for the. The Xbox One and PS4 version. Mm, this is all about. Never mind. I should have read this beforehand. They're talking about a beta. I don't really care about that. Because I was looking up prices on Heroes for the PC version, and they're not cheap. Most of them are fifteen to twenty dollars, or you can pay two hundred dollars and get all the Heroes that were released in twenty sixteen. 
Jeez. Or you can pay like it's like fifty dollars and you get one character and like four additional costumes for that character. <laughs> Not worth. No, it's it's ridiculous. So I hope they change some of that up. Uh, like I said, for the console version. Because it seems like there are no plans to transfer your characters from PC to console. So if you're already established in that ecosystem, uh, sorry, you're, you're kind of stuck there. Yeah, you're just stuck there. Um, also, you can't. There's no cross-play between PS4 and PC people, and um, obviously not on PS4 and Xbox One. Rip. So. Um, so, but if you like Marvel Heroes, I'm still check it out. I'm sure because I really like playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance and. It's really dated, so if I can get something that's a little more, uh, you know, up to date, that's pretty cool. Uh, they announced NBA Playgrounds as a new, uh, what they're calling a throwback to like NBA Street and NBA Jam. Interesting. Coming out next month on PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Playgrounds. That sounds like it would be more of a throwback to like backyard basketball. Or something. Um, <laughs> watching that trailer, it kind of looks like shit. <laughs> It's like two on two, and it seems like they're trying to go for like an NBA Street vibe, but the characters have small bodies and big heads, like the remake of NBA oh, Jam. Oh, you, you mean yeah, you mean like Jam? Yeah, <laughs> and like Allen Iverson is talking or doing something at the beginning. I don't know. I don't really like Allen Iverson as a player. Is he practicing? No, he's not. Definitely not practice. <laughs> Talk about the game, not practice. Um, so the only reason I would maybe consider getting this. Is it something else to buy on my Switch? Yeah. But I don't think this looks that good. Hopefully when it comes out, I'll be surprised. It's a little $20 download with the NBA license, so I'm not really expecting a lot. Let's say just wait for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yeah. Comes out later this month. That's on the 28th, and Puyo Puyo Tetris is on the 25th. Yeah. Everyone should buy Puyo Puyo Tetris. Although I'm really disappointed that uh, now I'll actually understand what's going on. <laughs> and I won't have a robot yelling, Tetrisu at me. I mean, you'll probably still have the robot yelling, Tetrisu. I don't probably think, might just Tetris. I don't, I don't think, the, I don't think the, that's the type of game that they want to like, you know, bother with English voice acting for. Man, I don't know. We'll see. Nah. We'll see. It'd be cool if they had both voices. That would be cool. Then I'm actually switch it back to well, one time. All these people complaining about Persona not having the Japanese voices, but now they do in a day one patch. But like, I don't care. I like the okay. Going back to Persona, I like the voice acting Persona. I don't yeah, know how you feel about I'm, that. I'm actually okay with the voice acting in the game minus Igor. So. Oh well, yeah, <laughs> and that is just more of the change of his voice than like the voice acting itself. Yeah. I think I don't know. It's just it's just it's just really jarring. I mean, it's kind of a combination of both for me. Yeah, I just don't care for Igor having a deep voice like that. It's yeah, weird and not up. cool. And it's stupid. <laughs> I guess instead of finding someone who could like do a really good impression, they just said let's just change it up completely and not say anything about it. Because Igor and the Velvet Room were like the one thing that's like consistent between the yeah. Persona games. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, that's all the news I have for this week. Did I miss anything? Uh, nothing is coming to my knowledge. Excellent! I did a fantastic job of sweeping all the news on the internet. Nice. Nah, that was that was sarcasm. I'm sure I totally <laughs> something, but um, I've been dealing with food poisoning the past few days. So the yeah. past few days, I'm kind of not caring about anything. Uh, let's see what's coming out next week, or actually, what's coming out today? Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition coming out on ps4 and xbox one i didn't even know they made another bulletstorm game. it's not another one it's the same one. Oh wow really <laughs> just uh you know on ps4 and xbox one and pc nah. <laughs> but now that you can play as duke nukem all right because mm. we gearbox has the duke nukem license and we don't know what to do with it so we'll just throw it in this other game that's kind of like ron nukem <laughs> they did that. It was bad. Make another one. <laughs> Duke make Nukem it, forever again. Make it something good this time. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh. You tell him, Fawn. Make it good this time. <laughs> uh, next week on Tuesday, Ukulele coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Nice. The Switch release date is still not announced yet uh, when I did a little bit of research because Switch wasn't listed. And I know Neil's really excited about that, uh, but I think he's going to play it on PC. I'll hold out for the Switch version. Yeah, I think I'm gonna hold out for the Switch version. I think that would definitely be one of the games that would like to, you know, take with me on the go anywhere. Exactly. Another game I'd like to take on the go anywhere is Stardew Valley, but we have to wait a little bit longer for the Switch version for that too. Ah, Switch is getting delayed everywhere. However, Stardew Valley <laughs> Collector's Edition is coming out on PS4 and Xbox One next Tuesday as well. 
Gotcha. Which I think is just a box copy. I don't know. I should look more into this. Because Stardew Valley already came out on PS4. And it already came out on PC. And I hear great things about it. And maybe I should play it. What you think? Go for it. I think I'll wait for the Switch version. <laughs> um, What is this? Why is Curse popping up on my computer? Go away. <laughs> it wants to, to say hello. It wants to say hello. You know what I want to say hello to, Vaughn? What? Retro Rewind. Re rewind, rewind, rewind. See, Steam is not here to do it, so I have to do it. Try to put a little more enthusiasm. I have two games to talk about this week for Retro Rewind. What we got? What we got? Uh, one of them I barely played, and the other one I barely played. <laughs> but maybe you played more of them. All right. So well, shoot. This week in gaming, released in 1998 on the personal computer, StarCraft. Yeah, son. I love me some StarCraft. <laughs> 19 <laughs> really do. years ago. That was like one of the first games that like I like got into like pretty competitively for a while. Yeah? Yeah. Hanging with those Koreans with your high API? Well, definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, like so, like just playing with my friends. I didn't even like at that time I didn't even know like a competitive league and stuff like that. Like big tournaments existed for that game, so I was just playing to like play and like just be the be the best out of all my friends. <laughs> and I was like I just looked up like a few videos on YouTube like at the time it was like what like around like two thousand seven era I guess mm -hmm. of people playing this game and it's like man, a lot of people really like Zerg rushing. Yeah. So I'm gonna do the same thing as Zerg rush people to death. <laughs> I said API, I meant APM. Uh I got that game when I was like twelve or thirteen. So, you know, four years after it came out. Uh because we finally bought a computer that could run games. And I don't remember a lot from it. I remember there's a, a story cutscene, and someone said this is bullshit. My dad's like, "What the fuck are you playing?" <laughs> and I remember like being really bad at it, so I put in cheat codes where you couldn't die, and I like escorted an egg, and I it didn't die. That's all I remember from StarCraft. All right, sweet. So <laughs> you know, last week we talked about how they're doing StarCraft Remastered, and maybe I'll finally play StarCraft 20 years later. When that comes out, yeah, later this year or next year. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are hoping for. <laughs> like I just, StarCraft Two is always has always just had like that mixed feeling behind it from most players. Right, and since I never had a computer really growing up that could play anything, and I really got into real time strategy games, it's like the one like genre I is completely oblivious to. Like people ask like ask me like, hey, what do you play? And I'm like, like everything except RTSs, <laughs> which is true. Um. But, you know, obviously a lot of people hold StarCraft, like, very high. Yeah. And Definitely one of the better ones of all time, in my opinion. For sure. And then, a little more recently, uh, four years ago this week, Xenoblade Chronicles came out on the Wii. Ooh, another good game. <laughs> I played I played a little bit of the 3DS version, and then I just kind of stopped. And I wish I didn't, because I, I enjoyed, like, the couple hours I played. And that game is really good. Did you play all of it? Yes. And, like, it definitely uh, capitalized on the let's make a regular like console RPG that kind of behaves like an MMO. Yeah, I, I, I totally got those vibes from it. It did. It did a lot. Of, in my opinion, it did a lot better of a job than Final Fantasy XII did. Hey oh, hey. Because like you had a lot more like freedom of movement. Like you had, I guess, like quick time like spells and all this other like cool stuff. Like the items were neat. The characters were interesting. The story was good. Like. Man, like, I wish, ah, uh, man, I want to go back and play that game at the Persona <laughs> Five. So, well, we got you know Xenoblade Chronicles Two coming out on Switch yeah. at some point in the next year. I'm really looking forward to that game. I, I probably just need to obviously restart it, but that means I have to go back and play my 3DS. That is so 2012. I mean, just get the Wii 2011. version. I had the Wii version. <laughs> All right, just play that one. But I'd rather play it on the go. Well then, I guess you just got. And you want me to play my Wii? That was two <laughs> generations ago, Vaughn. You, you'll, you'll, you'll be playing it on a bigger screen at least. That's true. That's true. But I mean, 3DS, like 3DS, is still really good to have. Yep. 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 Uh, so that's it for your retro rewind. If you want to email the show, you can gameworkspress at gmail .com. We need to go back to news because I totally left out something major. Rip. <laughs> Well, uh, Microsoft came out and gave hardware specs for the Project Scorpio. Okay, what we and got? I don't know what any of this shit means, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, Does it support 4K? Uh, yes. I don't know. It's weird. Like, 
trying to decipher all of this going back and forth on online because some people are just calling it where it's just like another another PS4 Pro. I'm not surprised. Um, but I don't know. Phil Spencer seems really, um, really into making turning the ship around at Xbox. Hmm. And we have a lengthy email from our old pal Scott. All right, what we got? What's what's he got for us this time? Kind of talking about um, this situation, which made me remember that I totally forgot to talk about this in news. Um, let's see. He says, you know, I think the reason I went from uh, just curious to kind of excited after the articles is because the way they're coming at this is completely different than Sony or anyone, to be honest. I feel like even the pro was, uh, I feel like, I can't read. I feel like even the pro was like, let's make a slightly more powerful system so we can HDTV proof ourselves. Uh, read the articles and the Microsoft engineers are like, where is the future of consoles? The road we are on uh, can work for consoles if we make a shit ton of duct tape. Maybe it's time we make a new road. Nintendo asked that question but went about it with peripherals and gimmicks, but I think Microsoft's answer is through software code and hardware that is malleable. They've said all games from 360 on will be compatible with whatever they do in the future. And that's kind of big. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, if they because they do the emulation, no, this is me talking. That's Scott. They, they you know they do the, emu- the emulation. They figured that out for Xbox 360 onto Xbox One games. If they can keep that going, that does really help with their sales because obviously PS4 can't play anything but PS4 games unless you stream it on PS Now. And that's really kind of janky. Yeah. Back to the email. Uh, let's see. This could be a disaster, but it reminds me of the 360. Think of what it think of what is common and expected in today's market. Uh, so much of that has started or was perfected on the 360 by a Microsoft that was behind the eight ball and innovating to stay in the game. This team, headed by Phil Spencer, reminds me of that. Spencer was a programmer that worked his way to the top, and that's rare. It's usually some business guy. First thing he did was uh, when he took over was ask his engineers if you could if you could give full backing, can you get wait. Man, I'm really out of this. If I give you full backing, can you get 360 games running on the Xbox One? 11 months later, the first 360 games were available to download on Xbox One. I'm not even worried about someone winning. My loyalty to anyone died with the Dreamcast. I want consoles to evolve and grow and stick around. Even if Scorpio doesn't take the industry by storm, it's going to force the other parties to compete and think outside the box. Anyways, y'all, that's my take, and I'll stop for now. Uh, Y'all get to talk about it on the show but I have no one to share my thoughts with, so walls of text to y'all is only going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for writing in, Scott. I, I, I agree. Like, the 360 took over because Sony was arrogant with PS2 being on top, and they come out and kind of fell flat with the PS3 release. They evened it out towards the end of that generation, but Microsoft really shut out the gate, and I'm, I guess they're hoping to make that happen with this. Right. I don't know. They keep talking about hardware specs. I want to see more stuff in action. Like, where the fuck is Crackdown 3? I guess that's just going to be some, like, Scorpio title now. I mean, I guess we'll find all this out at E3. Probably, since that's what we've been saying since they're having their own day on Sunday. Not their own day anymore, because Bethesda's back in their slot. But they want to control that press cycle until Sony has their turn Monday night. So... GameWareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. Let's wrap the show up with special stages. I'll go ahead and talk about mine. Uh, I had a pretty uh, pretty bad blow up as far as like cars go today, cause like I was supposed to be heading out of town this weekend, so I was like, you know what? Let me go and get my oil changed and my tires rotated. Everything was looking good beforehand, so like I wait. Well, I didn't wake up, but like I had to like go to work. Well, I mean, I went to work. Immediately went to the dealership place like after I got off work, so I could get this stuff done. Waited like two hours pretty much because there was a long line. Got it all done. Went to go grab lunch. And I noticed as I was rolling down my window that there was a weird cracking sound or popping sound, I guess, coming from my window. Doesn't sound normal. (laughs) So I messed with it a couple of times just to make sure that it wasn't, you know, like me hearing things. And sure enough, it was actually real. I put my window all the way down and it would not come back up. <laughs> and you can still hear the little motor running when, as I'm clicking the button to right. like try and like move the window. So it so that's working, but the window is just like just not coming. It's it's just not working. It's broken at this point. And it was working 
just fine the night before and this morning, so I'm not really sure what happened. The dealership, I assume, fucked something up. So I go back to get it looked at, and sure enough, they tell me that one of the wires that controls that ended up, like, snapping. So... Yeah, in order to actually fix it, they have to, like, take off the door, like, dig into the, like, thing to, like, get the glass out and, like, realign it and all this other stuff. And that process takes $465. Jesus. So, yeah, and they don't even actually have, like, the part ready to actually, like, you know, install it. So they have to keep it over the weekend so they can get it on Monday and then they can put it in on Monday and realign the window. I don't trust yeah, those so, car dealerships. Yeah, so I gotta like, I had to, uh, I have to take out a rental, and you know, sucks. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. I eh, had. My, it is what it is. My blinker went out. Okay, so when I first got my car, like a month later, the blinker went out. I'm like, well, this is a new car. My blinker shouldn't go out. So I brought it to them and they fixed it. This one went out, and I know it's a quick and easy thing, but I had to bring it in to have my oil changed. So I was like, hey, can you change the blinker while it's in there? Like, yeah, we'll take a look at it. And they're like, oh, your car is more than a year old. Um, it's gonna, we're gonna charge you over a hundred dollars to change this blinker because he's like two hours of labor. It's really difficult to do it. I'm like, it's a fucking blinker. So I bring it to my grandpa's shop because I don't want to bother him about this. I bring it in. One of his guys walks over there, sticks his hand in because they're telling me how like they have to take the whole thing off because the light's in a weird place. So that's why it's gonna take two hours to change this light bulb. He reaches his hand in. Pulled the thing out. He's like, is this the light bulb that's broken? And I was like, yep. It took him longer to walk to the other side of the shop, grab the replacement light bulb, and stick it in and fix it. And that's they wouldn't charge me over $100. That's dumb. And my mom works for this car dealership, so it's not like I was just some rando going in. Don't trust car dealerships. <sighs> yeah. So I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah, it happens, I guess. <laughs> that's really shitty. Uh, speaking of really shitty, yeah, um, I went and got some sushi with a friend of mine when I was in New Orleans. At Sushi Brothers on St. Charles Avenue. <laughs> and then I've been ill for the past 48 hours. Both Bad ends. Sense. Just terrible. Uh, I hope this was just a one-time thing. Because they were rated like the best sushi in New Orleans in 2013. Uh, but uh, it's been a miserable past two days. The only thing I've had to eat in the last two days are crackers. Mm. <laughs> my stomach has not been able to handle that. Um, and food poisoning is not fun. If you've never experienced it, good job. Never, never do it. Well, I've definitely experienced it a couple of times. It is definitely not fun. No. So, um, that's pretty much been mine because I spent the last week in New Orleans not playing Persona and getting really sick. So, well, hopefully you feel better soon. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> For your health and so you can keep playing Persona. Exactly. Um, also, we'll wrap the show up with this. How was Slam? Slam was actually really fun. It was very busy and there was like some blow ups, but. It, overall, the event ran as smoothly as it could have. Like a lot of people showed up, like more yeah. than we were expecting. Like we ran out of competitive badges and spectator badges. Yeah, by the time I get there, they're like, "We have no more badges." So I was like, "Uh, so what am I supposed to do?" They're like, "That's eh, going in." <laughs> we should have had like a sharpie or something like that, so you could like just get an X on your hand or something. Yeah, I was like, "Well, Vaughn is my spectator badge because he knows who I am." So if someone yeah. asked, just point to But I mean, we had Jerry and Stefan on the show a couple weeks ago. They knew who I was. So. Yeah, I I was running the secondary stream for pretty much the whole day. Like yeah. I only had like a thirty minute break to like go get food between like KOF, like top sixteen and top eight. Yeah, that was when I showed up because I saw you. I'm like, oh, I wasn't expecting to see Vaughn yeah. out from behind the table. We we had some uh, we had some uh, breaker issues because like the hotel was not very good. Mm. <laughs> it's like apparently like they decided like between like the year before and now that like they decided to make all the wall all all the wall units go to one breaker. <laughs> And in order to run a tournament, we need all of those wall units combined with uh, surge protectors so and extension blew everything. cords. And yeah, the power went out like five times. Wow. So we had to like work on like sacrificing setups and like other things just to like try and like, you know, have a tournament where, you know, like the power, like the powers of the consoles then keep going off and interrupting matches. Yeah. And that's not something you can really like test or 
predict because you can't get that many machines in there really before it starts. Yeah. So that's really frustrating. Also, the internet was really, really bad. <laughs> so Story of my life, every hotel I stay in ever for work. I was I was really struggling to like try and maintain like a decent like run quality stream. <laughs> I've always wondered like how these big tournaments who have like their stuff in hotels, like what kind of like demon magic they're using to make the hotel internet worth a damn they gotta like i guess like you know go to those super fancy hotels where the internet's actually good that's true <laughs> how many people ended up showing up do you know like 200 plus oh wow that's awesome yeah it's a lot we had we definitely have more than last year too so that's definitely a good uh good step in the right direction we're hoping to move it to new orleans at a mm. uh, better hotel next year for two days whoa there we go one awesome well hopefully That'll work out. Good luck to that. I think it will. We'll have to have uh, Stefan back on the show soon because he said he want to come back and talk about some Persona. Yeah. So, I think he literally just started it up today. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so I'll have to check in with him and see how he's doing. Uh, and that's our show. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Arinder. And I am at V the White Mage. You can find GameWare on Facebook, facebook.com slash GameWareBR, or this podcast, facebook.com slash Express. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, where I post every Friday, as well as on iTunes, Xbox Music, and Google Play. Vaughn, thank you for joining me. I'm glad you're able to make it. No um, problem, man. Safe travels to Houston tomorrow. Um, for me, sorry if I was kind of all over the place. Yesterday, I could barely talk. I could barely sit. Mm. Um, so... Uh, I was worried about doing this today, but suddenly I started feeling a little better. Kept those crackers down, so maybe I'll actually try to eat some real food tonight. Go for it. I don't know. I'm kind of nervous. We'll see. If anything, you just default to some kind of soup. Or sure. I don't like soup. I like to chew my food. Oh, well, uh, I got <laughs> nothing, man. Get some chewy soup? <laughs> Chunky soup, bro. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, so that'll be us for the, uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and we will see you next week.